So, hello everybody and welcome to The Two Weekends. I'm Trug. And I'm Hito. All the way from and Amsterdam. And we from Amsterdam. <laughs> hey, same page. Yeah, there we go. How are you, Hito? Good. Trying to love the rains of Amsterdam. Still not there yet. But we're building our relationship. Okay. Okay. So it's slow and steady, right? Can't, can't oh yeah, it'll be super this. slow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Super slow. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna take about three years, maybe. <laughs> I mean, you know, in this day and age, we you, you need. To go on a first date. Yeah, in this day and age, you need that kind of time. Really? Yeah, because you have to break through the. First of all, you have to break through the filters. Then you got to break through the social media barriers, and then the perceptions that they've created for themselves. And then eventually, you get to know, like, okay, holy shit, this person is nothing what I want. You know, so you need time. <laughs> I thought it was just a right swipe. Yeah, but you don't get to know yeah. the person. I'm not into this for serious relationships, dude. Like, you know me. Then why the hell is it taking you three years? Like, get it over with tomorrow and then let's move on in life. <laughs> it's the first step, you know. Right, right. You're going to take three also, years I'm for a... So my... Hmm? so my sense of humor is like absolutely down today. Right. So you are doing the jokes. Go on. <laughs> Our poor listeners. Anyway, so, so what are we going to talk about today? So I actually wanted to share a news with our listeners, okay. which I found very interesting. And uh, yeah. I when, when I read it, I immediately shared it with you. Yeah. And uh, obviously, yeah. that was great fodder for podcast. It was a right. podcast. Okay. I told I, I, you. I, yeah, you know what? For the first time in my life, I'm going to agree <laughs> that... <laughs> Because normally I'm normally I'm always like yeah you're gonna be fine that 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 yeah no <laughs> but anyway yeah so today we're gonna talk about this very interesting piece uh, first and then we're also gonna get into the whole Burger King controversy that happened out here uh, in Dubai so that's kind of what you can look forward to um, so Hitel why don't you take it away with this very very interesting thing that came up in Parliament so this is very amusing okay it's supposed to be hardcore and serious but i i still think about it and I laugh my ass off <laughs> um and this is actually okay so a bunch of people have gone to the european parliament when you say bunch of people i mean you mean the politicians right <laughs> no but um i'm assuming that the people who would have actually raised this concern would have been dairy and meat corporates right right um, but that was supposed to be more like a surprise towards the end, which you ruined. Anyway, uh, so a bunch of these people who um, have realized that calling um, almond milk as milk is wrong and false advertising, um, or calling vegan sausages as sausages or vegan sausages is false advertising, and have actually taken this up to the government and this has actually been discussed and um, and has had a decision recently over what needs to be done. So there are two bills that was raised, one Article 171 and the other one is Article 165. Article 171 has proposed to ban the use of terms such as vegan cheese, almond milk, yogurt style and cheese alternative in product claims or product descriptions. Article or Amendment 165 proposed to ban a use uh, proposed to ban the use of terms such as burger, sausage, steak, 
etc to describe ways to meet alternatives can we all just practice three seconds of silence for this world and its priorities in 2020 please we need the three second silence here okay you need to put some music or something by definition anyway. it, that's not silent so the european parliament agreed to hear it and then has also said that they are willing to uh, put article 171 in place and now it is officially banned to use words like vegan cheese uh, or vegan yogurt or almond milk but they um, due to some change of heart or some emotion towards vegan meat they've decided to not uh, put the amendment 165 ahead and um, they can still use the words like burgers and sausages and so on also article 171 was passed with a majority consequently banning dairy related terms according to veganfirst.com right so this is uh, i mean when you sent me this news and stuff right like so this is something actually that's come up before right you know our our take was more like what's the big deal here like what is your problem right like we there's a bunch of us that have made this choice if we're looking to get an alternative to the stuff we used to enjoy without the cruelty why does it bother you so much that we call it something similar? And and again, as you said, even like saying things like uh, cheese alternative is not okay, right? It's not. We're not even saying it's cheese. We're saying it's a cheese alternative or a dairy-free something, and that's causing so much heartburn, for want of a better word. Yeah, but I I actually find it funny that um, obviously this has come from a place of fear, and uh, corporates are now scared because they're. Dairy industry in general is seeing a huge decline. Meat industry is seeing a huge decline. Yeah. People are being more aware, especially after COVID. Um, a couple of points to our podcast as well for raising uh, <laughs> awareness amongst the general public. Um, <laughs> what is that? Is that like a self high five? <laughs> I don't know if you watch Scrubs, but there was a guy named Todd in that that he would like always go around high fiving people, and then. Um, you know, sometimes like he would make like a horrible like double entendre joke, and everybody would be like, "No, we're not high fiving that." And he'd be like, "Self five, <laughs> and then just walk away. So yeah, that's that's what it kind of sounded like. like. We're isolated. There's no one else to praise us. That's not. <laughs> 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 what? You know, it's one of those things where it's like you know you're already going downhill. Gravity's taking care of it. I don't know why you're pushing. <laughs> like, but it's true. Like we brought so much awareness to the general public of seven hundred people who listen to our episodes. Well, land. there you go. So isn't 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 that like a positive thing? Like why do you make it sound as though like nobody's listening in isolation? Because I need to sell myself. This is how <laughs> this world functions. If I don't tell people that I'm awesome, they will never believe that I'm. But awesome. telling them on the show, which they're not listening to, does not help anybody. We have to do this outside of the show. <laughs> you don't know. We might have new listeners. Stop being such a negative, Nancy. <laughs> Again, if they're already listening Sorry, to us, we don't have it. to. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, Chirag. I'm losing wow. my rhythm here. What was yeah, the yeah, point because, I was making? Because you, you were in, you were in so much rhythm when we started this thing. Jeez, <laughs> I told you, you would. I told you, you would. You would pick up your. You would. You don't have to worry about your sense of humor. I'm saying obviously this is happening because uh, the dairy industry is now scared. Um, but. It's funny if they really seriously think that uh, banning terms like this is going to stop demand. 
and going to shift consumerism. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and especially now where like the now awareness is is fairly mainstream. People are aware. I mean, w- whether people f- go for it, don't go for it, and stuff, and we can have that debate. But it's pretty. I mean, I, I don't have to explain the fact that I'm what what me being a vegan means. Yeah, we have to sometimes get into some negative. Like, oh, can you eat this and can you eat that? But I don't have to explain that there is a lifestyle choice that you know called veganism. Um, so I don't think I think it seems a bit too late anyway. If they really wanted to do this, should done it like five years ago maybe, and they would have delayed this a little bit but i mean what's the point now exactly and it's not like the plant-based industry is gonna sit quiet and be like okay i'm just gonna call my milk plant-based juice from now on like that's not gonna happen (laughs) they're gonna call it something like milk but with an e or uh milky or some something like that just the stuff that they did with cheese Mm. by adding a z to it so it's still gonna read the same yeah and brands do that right they do this kind of stuff um but thinking that this is actually going to revive their industry. Uh, I think that's a bit embarrassing. And um, I think that they need to uh, probably put this energy into seeing how they can make their businesses more sustainable. Um, and uh, maybe, you know, kind of uh, produce something that the consumer is demanding these days instead of yeah. forcing the consumer to uh, change their lifestyle. So, um yeah, but the good news is, uh, or a uh, little shining ray of light in all of this is that uh, even though it has been passed by the European Parliament, it still needs to be agreed by all the EU member states, and only then will it come to fruition. So, um, Oatly has actually slammed um, this decision, uh, and they seem to be pretty angry. They've made a post on Instagram, um, and if anyone's on Instagram, they can check them out. Um, and they've they've actually added some really, really good points. Um, they've mentioned that um, this means we can no longer call our products milk-free or talk about any of the health and environmental advantages they offer. Uh, it's a wacko, incomprehensible direction to take in the middle of a climate crisis. And especially since this amendment runs contrary to the EU's own climate goals and their ambition to encourage the consumption of plant-based foods which is so true because I know in EU right now, there is a lot of, we've recently had the Paris Agreement. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on about climate change. Europe in general is very, very passionate about this or seems to be very passionate about it on paper. And just coming up with such kind of stuff actually just blows people's mind away. And um, they've also mentioned um, a couple of solutions to this. Um, they've said that, um, you know, if, if you want to do things right, then maybe ask the dairy industry on what is the climate impact of their products and publish it on their cartons um, so that the consumers can make their own decisions um, or just hope that the EU member states that, like I mentioned, uh, will not let this go ahead and hopefully they can retract this decision made by the EU parliament. So I think uh, it will definitely... Um, affect some of the brands, Um, but I also know, um, sorry, but I also believe that the hit would be for the first year or something, but I know that brands and advertising creatives and all these people are gonna come up with some sort of solution that's gonna help them out. But what at this point these brands really need is um, a lot of support from consumers and um, hopefully that the consumers will make a wise choice when it comes to 
when it comes to buying food products. Yeah, and I think also like uh, if you see, I mean, this is this was a little an amount of preemptiveness, right? So this is already in the news. It may take a few weeks, months for this to kind of move along the way. I mean, if you have to get you know multiple member states on it, so it's not like and Oatly or anybody else for that matter cannot already start working on other things. You don't even have to wait until this actually happens for you to then take a hit and then wait for. Yeah. Sorry, take a hit and then wait for uh, you know it to come out later. This is one. Two, I mean, you're already seeing, by the way, tons of products, right? That uh, I mean, I see them in the stores here, where actually, like, if you pay attention, they're 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 labeled vegan. I mean, uh, chips is a good example, right? Like potato chips or crisps or whatever you call them. Uh, but if you walk through the aisle, there are tons of them that are labeled vegan, but they're sitting just regularly in the aisle. They're not they're not going overboard with it or saying that okay, you know, like we're dairy, like egg free or whatever. They don't do any of that. But if you actually sit and read it, like it says suitable for vegans, for example, right? And I think that that's something that will it'll become eventually a way of just subtly messaging because a lot of these products are already becoming mainstream enough that they're not they're not in separate sections sitting in a corner somewhere for you. Although to be fair, that's nice and convenient. But it's also they've they started showing up in a lot of places that's regular. If you go to a car for today, if you want to get diet cheese, you have to walk through the cheese aisle. There's no separate section. There's no vegan cheese aisle sitting in a corner somewhere. You have to actually walk through the cheese aisle and smack dab in the middle of the row, you see packets of diet cheese. Oh, well, sorry. I'm not allowed to use the word cheese. But anyway, so, so you know, so, so yeah, yeah. So, so I think that that's, I think that that's, um, I don't think it's going to take as much of a hit as they think it will take one. Two, as, you, as I think you correctly pointed out, I don't think this is going to revive their industry either. I mean, if, if I were a, a meat producer or whatever, and I'm seeing that my customers are moving away to plant-based meat, plant meat uh, if I introduce a plant-based meat and I start working on it today and I introduce it a year from today, like, it'll have a lot more credibility than a random, again, and I don't, not, I don't mean to say Beyond Burger or Impossible Burger are random companies because they've made a name for themselves today, but they started from nothing. Right. Whereas you are a Tony Romas. I mean, I should really not start naming brands, but you know what I mean, right? Like if you have uh, Tony Romas introduces a, a plant-based steak option on their menu, like people will flock to eat it. Like there is a way to drive business to yourself, right? Like there is, there are ways to deal with this. But the problem is, of course, is that you have this sort of almost blindness, fear, uh, condescension slash other other words, and we can talk about ego too. That like this is just if we just kind of keep swapping it like a, like a whack-a-mole thing, it'll just go away eventually, which is just this, this I, to me, really funny thing because, you know, you, anybody can study data from the last five years and tell you that this is not going away anywhere. Uh, and if anything, it's getting stronger uh, by the mile. And then, as you mentioned, I mean, something like corona has actually kicked it upwards uh, that much further because people are a little bit more wary than they were even six months ago. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a bizarre strategy. I mean, instead of competing better, instead of figuring out, as you said, uh, maybe being more transparent about what they're doing, uh, maybe introducing their own line of stuff that, that is meeting the demands that they should be meeting, uh, they seem to be like, let's just quash them in some way. I mean, honestly, at this point, uh, you know, with the number of uh, dairy intolerances that we see around the world and other meat intolerances and all the other things that are going on, um, if you don't allow somebody to say that they're, uh, they're, uh, you know, they're a milk, like an almond milk, they'll just say they're uh, an alternative. 
right? An alternative source of protein, or you never know. They'll actually find branding that will make more sense than the one it is making right now. Right now, they have to they have to combine with the milk thing and go after milk. But maybe they'll have to say we're an alternative source of protein made from almonds. And then what are you going to do, right? And then when someone is looking for that, that's what they're going to see first. So, uh, yeah, I, I I don't I don't I don't fully get it. I mean, I don't know how passing a law like this is going to work. I mean, and even if it does, it works maybe in some countries, but it's not going to be worldwide anyway. Um, I mean, Europe is a very odd place to try this out too, because I mean, if you see the general trend of uh, companies introducing vegan products, they tend to do it in Europe first, because I think the demand's quite high there, right? So if you look at McDonald's and you look at uh, all of these companies, I mean, they, they tested out their vegan stuff um, in, in Europe, right? Um, and then kind of took it worldwide from there. So yeah, I, I, I mean, to me, this is just like, this, it's, maybe, you know, like <laughs> this can be summarized with your opening line, which is like, where are the priorities in 2020, honestly? Like, what are we focusing on here? Yeah, and another thing that I'm thinking is that where were these people when the inventors of peanut butter named it peanut butter? Um, or when people used to call coconut meat as coconut meat or coconut flesh. Yeah. Um, so it's not like it's coming from a point of logic or um, it's not like the dairy industry is actually worried about the consumer picking up wrong products from the shelf, thinking that they're picking up milk because these products actually, in fact, go out of their way to make sure that they tell the consumer that they're vegan. It's not like, oh, I read milk and I just picked it up because there was no other information on the packet. No, oh, I mean, like, you're right. It's very, very, very yeah, visible. There are of, exactly. There are pictures of almonds or oats. Um, there are pictures mentioned that this is dairy-free. Um, there are, I've seen certain brands where they have a cow and then they have the stop sign over that cow, uh, you know. So they, they actually make an effort to stand out on the shelf and scream that they're plant-based. So yeah. I really don't think that uh, this is coming out of logic or concern for the consumer. This is purely, purely fear. And of course, the byproducts that come with that fear, which is ego and um, just def uh, delusion. Yeah, or denial. To, uh, yeah, yeah uh, denial to see what the market is actually demanding. So, um, yeah, I genuinely hope like the other member states see the foolishness in this and don't let it pass but only time will tell it's the way the world functions these days nothing is surprising anymore i have one other thing too here i think and i i, I was thinking about this uh, earlier you know like uh, as a as a well formerly vegetarian now vegan person um you know i i can also make the opposite argument right like where were all of you or why was naming not a big deal for you when you were inserting incorrect products into my food Right when you were adding egg to bind something without telling me, when you were adding um, I don't know uh, meat into gelatin. Uh, gelatin into a protein bar uh, as a way of enhancing the protein, but not telling me, and therefore, quote unquote, violating my diet or violating my uh, life choices, uh, and they didn't bother you at the time to just say, hey, here's a protein bar, right? You never specified it. Uh, so this is, uh, again, like, there's the, that's the other side of this thing, too. It's almost like, I don't want to use the words, but it was like karma, right? Like, it's like, well, you know what? You kind of duped us along for a very, very long time. Guess what? Like, now your name's being taken away, and, I mean, tough luck, you know? Like, Sorry, like, just on your point, like, giving ingredients names like sodium monochloride or 
okay, this is sodium monochloride is something which is regular, but you know, like calling it like a gelling agent or a gelatin, but you're not actually saying that it is either coming from pork or beef, depending on which country you are in. And I remember how shocked I was when I actually found out that this is what gelatin means. Yeah. Um, because just like you, I was also raised a vegetarian and I don't know, like as kids, we always ate gummy bears and all that jazz. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. 20, 25 years later, you're just like, oh my God, I've been eating beef all this while or a beef byproduct all this while. So yeah, I 100% agree with you. Okay. Yeah. So kind of continuing from that point as well. I mean, we're, you know, we're talking about this. First of all, there's this like weird dichotomy as we just discussed with these two laws, right? Like calling a burger, burger is okay, even if it's vegetarian or plant-based, but milk is not. And this is kind of like a weird thing. Like, I don't understand why one could get passed and one couldn't. If the ideal, if the idea is you don't want confusion, both should have been passed. And the idea is this is silly. None of them should have been passed, right? Like this doesn't make any sense. Um, but anyway, as we were talking about the this whole thing about like sort of misrepresentation and dealing with all of that and so on, I mean, we, you know, we kind of want to talk about what's been going on here, uh, but it also kind of takes its life uh, in something that started last year with a company called Burger King, right? And um, so over the last few weeks, or if, uh, rather a couple of weeks ago, uh, Burger King locally here in the UAE, uh, you know, took a lot of heat, uh, for want of a better word, uh, because they introduced what they called a plant-based burger. Then I went online and I discovered that actually they were taking a lot of heat because, uh, a, there were there were so there were two kind of parts to this controversy, right? The first was this confusion about the burger itself, the patty itself. Um, so there was a lot of confusion around the fact that you know, is it when they say it's plant-based, but there was confusion about them because somebody had mentioned egg getting involved in this whole thing and they were like, well, hello, egg isn't plant-based, like what are you on about? So that, I think there was like some really, really, really poor miscommunication from Burger King's part in the beginning when they launched this thing, I think they were just not prepped. Uh, but then later on, um, as, the, as sort of this clarification started to emerge and it took a few days for like us to get there, uh, we discovered that uh, the burger meal as, 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 the, as, the, as the sandwich, let's call it that, right? Like the, the buns and everything, the whole package uh, had mayo in it. Right? And it's just regular mayo. Now, uh, you and me know, and I, I'm sure a lot of people do as well, that a lot of places introduce vegan burgers here, and tons of them do. But if they have, if they have any kind of mayo in it, then it's always vegan mayo, right? They may choose, the cheese can be sometimes tricky. They'll be like, listen, cheese is regular, so if you want it fully vegan, no cheese. Right. But mayo has it's never been a thing, right? We're not even introducing mayo. Uh, whereas they are using the regular mayo in it. And so that created a second wave of outrage because it was like, wait a minute, you said it's a plant-based burger. Why is there mayo in it? Right? Because obviously mayo is not vegan. Uh, their clarification to that was just simply, no, we just said it's a plant-based patty. We never said it's a plant-based burger. And like then that just uh, so all in all, uh, Burger King went through a little bit of controversy out here. Uh, and it went on for quite some time. And it, it, the thing is, it was so muddled and miscommunicated that I remember, and I shared this with you as well, that there were posts <laughs> when Burger King was like, no, 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 no. If you get it without the, without the mayo, it's, it's, a, it's a fully plant-based burger, right? The only issue is the mayo, and the mayo's got egg. And there would be people like, writing back to them, like, no, we know that the patty's got egg in it. Right, like, the, it, like it had reached that point where like <laughs> the repliers were like, no, we know what you've put in your burger, even though you don't know what the hell is going on. And I think it was just a, an unfortunate, serious case of like miscommunication and stuff. Uh, and it, it created. Uh, I mean, I think the I think the messaging was pretty poor as well. And I, I want to talk a little bit about their introductions in the rest of the world. But in other parts of the world, when the Burger King announced their thing, they were supposed to use the Impossible Burger, 
right? So that was kind of the verification for vegans to be like, okay, the Impossible Burger is a plant-based burger, and that's what they're introducing. Out here, though, they're doing something else, right? I don't know where they're sourcing it from or what the deal is, but they're not using the Impossible Burger here. Uh, so it's a quote-unquote plant-based burger that either they've developed or they have a supplier that's bringing in. Uh, and so that created even more confusion, right? Because it's like, wait, it's not the Impossible Burger? Like, what's going on? And anyway, that created that. So I, you know, I'm sure that... Uh, what, what have they named it? Uh, they're just calling it the Whopper. Okay, because everywhere else they call it the Impossible Whopper. Yeah, they're they're calling it the Whopper. They're not they're not using the word impossible anywhere in the branding here. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, so that's kind of what happened, and I, I just thought it was just really interesting to see uh, this thing, and I, and I I I will I want to get your initial thoughts about it, then I will get into a little bit of context because it actually doesn't make any sense to me how poorly they managed it here, considering <laughs> the context with which they brought it here. Uh, but yeah, I just want to get your initial thoughts. I mean, I, 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 like I said, there was a lot of outrage among vegans, especially to be like, well, why, why this miscommunication? Why create so much fuss? You know when you're introducing something that's plant-based that like adding then components into it that are not plant-based. I mean, come on, who's going to eat the patty, right? Like, obviously, we're going to eat the whole burger. So why create this confusion at all? Yeah. This is, I think this is another topic that amuses me as well, because if you have set foot out to target a certain consumer demand, how have you not done your research? <laughs> how, how hard is it? Your burger consists of three things that could be unvegan, which is the bun, the patty, and the dressing. And I include cheese in the dressing. Yeah, and even toppings, for example, like, a, but I mean, it's tomato and onion, so it's fine, yeah. Yeah, right. So that's just vegan anyway. But it's mostly mayo, mustard, cheese. Mm. Uh, and you couldn't even get that right. <laughs> and it's not like, okay, I know vegan cheese can be expensive. And if you are a company like Burger King who wants to keep um, price parity across mm. all its products, then yeah, you can just say, sorry, I don't have vegan cheese. Um, and probably Burger King thinks that, okay, maybe adding vegan cheese at this stage is not very sustainable for them financially. So I'm just going to offer the patty. Fair enough. Well, finding vegan mayo is not hard. It's no. vegetarian mayo. It's just eggless mayo and it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, so when you told me that this is something, because I, I remember you shared the Instagram um, the, link the with me about yeah, yeah. how <laughs> vegans in the UA were thrashing Burger King left, right and center in the comment section. Um, my first thought was, oh my God, this has happened with me. Uh, on two different occasions, because last year when I went to the US, uh, I think that was around that time uh, they had introduced the Impossible Whopper. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think at that time Impossible Burger had come out with that controversy of rat testing and stuff. So I was like, oh my God, Burger King has a new burger. Yeah. Let me just go and taste it. And um, so I went and I was like, hey, can I have the uh, the vegan burger? And she and I don't remember she or he, but they were like, um, yeah, sure. Um, but let me just tell you that we use the same grill. Mm. Um, and I was like, what? Um, why would you do that? Why would you cook my plant-based burger in animal fat? <laughs> That's, forget vegan mayo, forget vegan cheese. Like, this is common sense. Yeah. Um, and... So I, at that point, I was like, okay, no, thanks. Um, so I just left. But I thought that, okay, maybe because they're just starting up, they're still mm -hmm. trying to um, scale up, which means buying an extra grill, blah, blah, blah. So they're not ready. A couple of months later, I visited Poland. 
Um, and I remember going uh, into a train station between two cities and uh, they had advertised the impossible whopper everywhere. So I was like, okay, that's great. Maybe by now they would have learned the lesson. And now I'm in Europe, like Europeans are in European uh, restaurants in general are just more conscious of these things because, you know, <clears throat> um, so same thing, like after everything, he's like, by the way, let me just tell you, we make it on the same grill. And I'm like, why, dude? Like, why? Um, anyway, so I left again. <laughs> Till date, I haven't tried it. So when you shared that article with me, I was like, yeah, not surprised at all. <laughs> um, so I really don't know why Burger King is failing so hard because um, its other counterparts like Pizza Hut, Papa John's, Domino's. Um, I think in the US, there's something called an In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. Um, the the guys who make those um uh what was that um sausage dish uh, uh, in the uk greg's yeah greg's they, they they've all hit the nail right they they're all doing it right they've obviously mm. had some research done basic research done not you don't have to go out there and sit in a lab and experiment on how you want to introduce it it this is fully on the company uh, and nothing else. So you mentioned a lot of examples. I mean, I can give you some local ones. So we have Field Roast here. They have vegan burgers, right? Um, that that you can get, you can source. Uh, Beyond Meat is freely available here. So we have a lot of restaurants here that are um, that have included a a plant based option on their menu just by just by sourcing Beyond Meat, like not even trying to develop something in their own. Um, but you know, you mentioned that like it's why are they not getting it right? Right. Some of this stuff is common sense. Well, here's my kicker, right? This is not their first introduction of this thing, right? Because Burger King introduced in the US back last year, in the middle of last year. They then took it to Europe, as you pointed out correctly, uh, earlier this year or late last year. And now they've come here. So you would think that this is a process that would have been like, okay, let's take our learnings from where we've done this before, and let's make sure that we don't make the same mistakes again. Well, here's the kicker. This is the third time, at least publicly that they've done such a launch, this is the third time they've run into the exact same issues. The exact same ones. They're not even new ones. The only difference is that this time, as I mentioned, they're sourcing the burger from somewhere else and not using Impossible. But in November 2019, roughly, I think, uh, the, somebody sued Burger King in the US for doing this exact thing of cooking them on the same grill. Oh, really? Right? So there's a class action suit that they, I don't think that there's, there's an outcome yet to it, but they filed saying we've been duped because you're cooking in animal fat, right? So what? I mean, that's in November 2019. This this got introduced in 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 Dubai in October 2019. Like you did not learn a single lesson. That by the way, in in out here in Burger King, they're using the same grill. There's no separate grill. There's no nothing. There's no you know whatever. A, uh, B. Uh, I think if I'm I need to look at the date. One second. Yeah. So in January 2020. Burger King actually formally issued a statement saying, "Hey, just FYI, we never said our Impossible Burger was vegan because they went over a mayo controversy." And a bread controversy, right? And so they already done this in January 2020. How did they introduce this thing in October 2020 in the UAE, or maybe across the Gulf, with the same mistakes? Like you had nine months to learn that, hey, listen, if you introduced a plant-based burger and cook it on the same grill, 
uh, vegans are going to have a problem with that. If you introduce a plant-based burger but put egg mayo in it, then you're going to have a branding problem because you can't say you can you can't just keep holding on the fort that I was like, well, I said plant-based patty. I never said plant-based burger. Like, because you never sell the burger, you never sell the patty. You're not selling patties by the dozen, are you? Right? Like, so this this is not really uh, a debate you can have. And so and and then on top of that, to not uh, equip your social media teams and everybody else with the correct information to, that created so much confusion. I mean, I'm telling you, right, like uh, to me it was hilarious in some ways and really sad in others to see somebody insisting back at the social media guy of Burger King that no, there's egg in your patty. And he's like, no, but I'm serious, there's no egg in your patty, I can send you a list of ingredients. Like they're having this like useless debate, something that could have been corrected if they just messaged properly from the beginning. But it's not like this is their first market that they tried this. Like, then how can you yeah. make the mistake? And, and you are not the first burger company to try this. So, like, yeah. look out and read a, piece, read a few newspapers before you launch something like this. Like, mind-boggling yeah. stuff, honestly. And, and it's like, I'm just sitting there going, like, what, what are you trying to do? By the way, on a side note, there is a comment somewhere that they made earlier in the year, uh, I think in one of the other markets, I don't think they did here, is saying, actually, you know, our burger is not even targeted for vegans, by the way. It's targeted for, quote-unquote, flexitarians, right? And it's like, we just, want, we just want to provide an alternative for people that don't want to eat meat, meat, right? But they're not, like, fixated about mayo and other things, right? I mean... A, none of your messaging says that, like none of it, right? Because then, then call it, just call it meat-free, right? Why introduce words like plant-based, right? Like why get into that kind of thing? Obviously, you're going to cause a problem. But B, I mean, like, wh why are vegans not a target for you as well, right? Like if you're going to introduce, <laughs> if, you, if you're a fast food chain and you are, you are excluding an entire section of the population. My problem now is, um, what I have a problem with is that not the fact that they made this mistake thrice, but the fact that, that we they know of. are not. Yeah, that we know <laughs> of. But the fact that they're not acknowledging it and apologizing. They are going on and on about With the oh, same launch what plan. We meant, yeah. But that is what we meant, and it's not meant for this, for these people. It's not meant for that people. But do just say sorry. We messed up because we're doing this for the first time. Yeah. Um, and just do it right. It's going to kill you. You're Burger King. You're too big. So just just do it right. <laughs> Man, so I... I I just don't I don't I don't understand this. Why are people so Why are corporates so scared of consumers who buy their products? If your consumer is educating you, is taking time out of his or her life, going mm. on social media, questioning you, it already shows that there is an interest. It already shows that if you do this right. There is a huge queue of people willing to try it out and support you. Why would you not do that? For, for a company like Burger King to just make small adjustments to, to figure things out. I mean, you didn't have to introduce this here, right? You could have sorted out your, your grilling system first in the U.S., you know, like you could have sorted it out somewhere else. I mean, it's not hard. Like, I don't understand. Like, you, I mean, these, these, uh, these are companies that have, uh, you know, uh, immense supply chains that are like down to a T and stuff, right? Uh, if you remember when McDonald's, I think it, this was in, in was it in Finland when they introduced the the vegan burger and stuff? Uh, they actually explicitly stated that yeah, we're going to make sure that we're using separate oil to fry it or something. I don't forget what it was, but there was something yeah. thing to it. And and they were like, yeah, that's why we're doing it in a very small testing ground because we can't, you know, our our machines and everything are are made to fit 
very, very, you know, like the, the specs that we have for all of our stores. So we have to see if we can reuse one of the existing containers to create a purely vegan product. And we're going to test it in a small place and if it works, we'll scale it down. That's how, that's how a company would make these decisions. That's how they should. Right, so I, I, it's it's almost like they, it's almost like these guys were like, okay, we tried it here, it didn't work. How about we try it there and see? Maybe maybe they'll be more forgiving. I don't know. No one like, will notice. Yeah, no one will <laughs> notice. And and you know what? I tell you what, uh, we live in a very connected era. And mind you, we live in also in an era where most of us are sitting at home and staying very connected, even like we're not even running around sometimes, right? We live in a very connected area. I mean, it took me like 10 minutes to look up the information of the fact that Burger King has made this mistake twice already and they're being sued in the US for this exact problem, right? Like it takes me 10 minutes to look that up, right? It's not even that long. So what, what is the thing? How are they going to hide this? So yeah, there's... Uh, anyway, um, I want to add one more point here, by the way, which is... Uh, it's not even a good burger, man. You it's, tried it's already? I did try. It's it's not a good burger. Oh no. Honestly, like so, as part of an experiment, and because I wanted to see like what the fuss was about and all that, I I did pick up the burger. I will give them some level of points, and you mentioned this as well, and maybe this is one of the reasons for it. It was priced reasonably. It was priced like any other burger. Right? So it wasn't like I had to pay this premium just to get this plant-based thing and so on, right? So kudos. But honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't great. I mean, it, it, was, it was a very... I, like, I, I don't even want to go eat it again. Forget, even if they do all the things right, like, I don't want to go eat it again. So what was there in your burger besides the patty? Uh, in terms of uh, it was, uh, there was lettuce. Uh, I, mean, there was t- I think there was a tomato and an onion, maybe, but I can't. I'm trying to remember now. I, I have a picture somewhere which I should look into back because this was over a week ago. Um, and, uh, and, and ketchup. Yeah, obviously, like, obviously the patty tastes, does not taste nice according to you, but even you can't give somebody a burger which is so half-hearted. Like, you know, because again, like, because, because I said I... Because they're, they're workaround, because again, you know, there's, there's a reason why there's mayo in burgers, right? It's, it's to create like this sort of binding layer and all of that, right? And so and these the, things like save the Sometimes save a acid. burger, correct. And so when you, yeah. when you know that some, like someone like me has to walk up there and be like, yeah, I don't want the mayo, right? There's no alternative. They're actually, the, the, the point was there was no alternative. I, I, it's not like they gave me ketchup in my burger. I got ketchup with the fries and I use that as my dipping agent like it wasn't well that's what i was asking there was there, so there was no dressing in your burger no. given to you no that's disgusting yeah so, <laughs> so that disgusting. did not so, so that's what i'm saying so that did not help but honestly even i mean uh, uh, okay we can compare it to a few places right so there's field roast has got a kind of burger anyway uh we, we've seen a place like uh, gbk for example have a couple of veggie slash vegan burger options right or at least the patties are vegan and then whatever they make a veggie or vegan burger out of it uh and then we have the beyond meat burger uh, which is available in tons of places and i've had it i've over the course of lockdown tried a couple of different brands and i i really like the one from moving mountains um, they've done a great job i feel like it's a more mushroom-based patty, and I think it cooks really well. And it's a very meaty texture still, but like it's, it's enjoyable, and I, and I made it at home. So there are, I mean, for me, there, there are things that make you feel like you're having a burger, and it's not like I had them with cheese or anything, but they actually are genuinely nice-tasting patty. Like, it works with the whole thing. I mean, compare this to, like, what I saw with Subway, right? Uh, just as a quick example. Uh, so Subway has apparently recently introduced um, uh, meatballs, vegan meatballs, and something called TLC, which they call tastes like chicken. Right? So they're actually calling it TLC. And it's like this fried flat thing. 
that is supposedly have a chicken-like texture in it, but whatever. Uh, this sign is so clear. Right? Vegan meatballs, vegan, very clear. Tastes like chicken, star, star says. It's vegetarian because it contains egg. That's it. Like I didn't, I didn't have to, I didn't have to have a single conversation with the guy. I just said, I'll try the vegan meatballs. How was it? Actually, not too bad. You shouldn't be sent out to try junk food. You need me. No, I will still your benchmark that. of comparing junk food is like your high-end gourmet. No, 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 no. Uh, it's not. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Kind of. Well, first of all, moving on, I don't, I don't think they're, they're, they're like, gourmet at all. Like, crap but food. Like, just, just say if the crap is good enough. I, I think, no, I, I did say it was good enough. And, and I would still say that no matter what my skills are evaluating junk food, the Burger King burger, my evaluation stands. <laughs> I trust you. So that's kind of what we wanted to talk about. We wanted to kind of get into a little bit about the whole controversy. I think, I think it was an interesting, <laughs> I think it'll be an interesting case study. The only difference is I don't think Burger King is going to be studying that very much, but I think I'm hoping that other people will notice and at least take some lessons from it because I think it's very important that like, at least, I mean, it doesn't, it takes five minutes of thought. Well, okay, not really, but it takes a little bit of thought to, to kind of get this right. So let's hope that more people will do it soon. So let us know if you guys think there's any other brand out there in the market that is making fun of itself <laughs> without realizing <laughs> it yet. Um, and we would love to feature them on our show and make fun of them some more. Um, and uh, do find us on Instagram. We're the.2.vegans. We're on Twitter as well, the two vegans. We're also on Facebook and Chiragand. And we're in all of the podcast players too. So if you want to listen to our episodes, all you got to do is subscribe for free in your favorite podcast player. Find our episodes. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, if you're a new listener, welcome. Uh, we've got a nice little catalog of stuff you can go back to listen to. Uh, and if you've been with us from the beginning, thank you so much. And we'll see you soon. Sayonara. Ciao.